welcome to This Property Life podcast. I'm your host, Mark Winship, and this week I'm flying solo on the subject of how to choose a property coach or mentor, how to decide who can genuinely add value to your property journey, and how to make sense of all the noise on social media to determine who has credible experience in the strategy that you are looking to use. So let's get straight into it. something I've been given a lot of thought to lately and I thought it would be worthwhile uh, recording some podcast content around this topic of how do you choose a mentor or a coach for to help you and support you on your property journey how do you know particularly when it comes to things like social media how do you know who is credible who has uh, relevant experience and who should you be listening to um, social media is um, a pretty unregulated space and it's uh, the, the property groups on Facebook and things like that. They are awash with with uh, self-proclaimed property gurus um, who are looking to sell their wares in terms of property coaching, training courses, that sort of thing. Many of which will offer huge value to you and your business as it grows. But how do you know? How do you know? How do you choose a mentor? And how do you know who you should be listening to in that sort of social media space? So how do you know who's speaking from a platform of credible experience within the strategy that you're looking to invest in? How do you know if somebody genuinely wants to help you or is really out there just to make money from you? These are really important questions. I've been pretty vocal as have the rest of the team on the podcast around the importance of getting educated and the importance of working with a mentor and a coach to support you on your journey to help you benefit from their experience and to save you from making some of the mistakes that you will inevitably make if you were to approach this you know from a from a trial and error perspective but how do you go about choosing the right person for you to work with and how do you know who you should be listening to and who is a great role model and example to follow and it's not easy it's largely an unregulated space and it's not particularly transparent it's not like other industries where we can have a quick dip into their official credentials or their qualifications it's not like there's a degree certificate in property investing experience so how can you tell who is um you know who who is somebody that is going to add value to what you're doing who genuinely has experience that you can learn from the first thing to bear in mind when it comes to social media as well is that the person who shouts the loudest does not necessarily know the most or potentially much at all so just just have that in the back of your mind that just because somebody is really visible really active is all over social media that doesn't necessarily automatically mean that they are um you know a real expert in that area or they have a you know a bank of experience that you can really benefit from equally it doesn't automatically mean they don't 
So um, just, you know, someone just maybe really red hot on social media and they might be exactly the person that you need to be speaking to um, and, and who can add real value to what you're doing. But all I'm saying is don't assume that just because you see a face popping up all the time and they're particularly active um, on the social media groups that you follow, that automatically means that they have the experience and the knowledge that you that you should be following, you should be listening to couple of red flags for me when it comes to social media. Be mindful of the people who spend a lot of time posing in front of their Ferrari or their flash sports car or whatever it might be. You, you know what I'm talking about. Again, just because somebody owns a Ferrari doesn't automatically mean that they're trying to scam you. But at the same time, they're probably not splashing it all over social media. And I know there's an element of selling the lifestyle and and putting stuff out there that's aspirational but for me are uh, you know i think it's i'm really interested in people who are putting themselves out there in an authentic way and it's really the the experience and the knowledge that that's got them to that point that i'm looking to tap into so you know don't i don't automatically you know sort of fall under that spell and automatically assume that that wealth either exists at all or has been acquired um you know through the strategy that you're looking to do so you know you just need to be a little bit savvy with that sort of stuff i guess when it when it comes to social media because you know you will see a lot of that particularly in the property space also watch out for that person who puts who writes things that they've said on social media in a graphic and presents it as a, as a quote with their own name under it um highly likely to be untrustworthy in my opinion but uh watch out for that you'll get all sorts of this is this is the kind of stuff that you need to be able to sort of see underneath the veneer i guess is what i'm saying um and um and how do you do that you know how how do you actually ascertain whether this is built on a solid foundation of this person genuinely has that level of experience that i could tap into and will help me accelerate my journey which is why we all want and should be working with it with a property coach and a mentor so one 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 uh, solution that i see people turning to a lot on facebook forums is um you know that you'll you'll get comments from you saying well i've been on company's house and i've done some snooping on company's house and i can see that 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 person you know there's no uh, obvious official record of the 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 multi-million pound property portfolio that uh, they claim to have um, and so I, I, I'm calling them out. Um, I've done some some research on Companies House. Now, I'm not saying don't do that. That should probably be part of your due diligence, just to make sure you know who you're dealing with. At the same time, just just recognise that, you know, tax structures um, are quite complex when it comes to property. And the likelihood is that any property investor that's been active for a while will probably have multiple business accounts that are either holding accounts for their assets or trading companies. Um, and therefore, it's going to be pretty difficult for you to, to pull together a full and accurate picture. And it may be that certain accounts, I know that we have them, that are at periods of time you know, running at a loss officially because you're you might be in a big investment push, and a lot of that that the company profits are being reinvested back into you know acquiring new assets and growth. So, 
Yes, I think that's probably part of the due diligence, but equally don't just assume that because, um, you know, that you're not able to see uh, a business account in their name or a personal account in their name that's, um, you know, that, that that's turning over millions of pounds every year. That doesn't necessarily give you the full picture is what I'm saying. And what about the person with the most properties? Well, surely that's a good uh, a good indication if someone has is is operating hundreds of units or you know owns a lot of buy to lets or HMOs or surely that that means that they are um you know they're guaranteed to be the person that you need to be speaking to well again not necessarily now you know if if you can ascertain the fact that they genuinely um have built up that portfolio using a strategy that you want to follow then yes absolutely that is a good indicator that is a good sign that that person is bound to have at least some nuggets have had acquired some learnings and some experience that you could well benefit from but there's two things to bear in mind here when it comes to number of properties one is um you know i hate to burst anybody's bubble people lie on social media um and so um it's you you just need to be you know you need you just need to be sure that um what people are presenting on uh, social media actually represents the reality of things. So that's one thing to bear in mind. The other thing is that um, what is that person's relationship to that, to those properties and does it match the kind of, the, the, the what is their specialism and does it match the strategy that you're looking to implement? So for example, just because somebody is claiming to operate, I don't know, 200 rent to rent properties in service accommodation and therefore they are the go-to person to train you about how to build a service accommodation business well that doesn't necessarily mean that they have very much value to add when it comes to developments or to acquiring properties uh, you know buy refurbish refinance renovations into service accommodation for example so you need to be specific. You need to um, really understand the strategy that that particular investor is using and whether or not that is where you see yourself going and, and if that is a strategy that, that you want to implement. And that, I guess, leads us on to thinking about, well, how, again, how do we how do we really unpick this and how do we understand who is the right person for us to be working with? And the first thing, obviously, we're trying to unravel here is is their level of experience. So have they done what you want to do? Okay, so again, be specific. You know, what is your strategy? What what there are there are lots of subsections within any strategy. So within service accommodation, rent to SA, purchase to SA, developments, management, have they done specifically what you're looking to do? And potentially, just as importantly, are they still doing it? Um I personally would much rather learn from someone who is still actively involved in that strategy, who is still investing in that space and is is really up to speed with the latest developments in that particular section of, of the industry, um, as opposed to maybe someone who made their millions from this strategy 15 years ago and hasn't been particularly active since and maybe is a little bit out of touch with the way things are moving. So, have they done what you want to do? Are they still doing it? And 
Also, think about how far ahead of you do they actually need to be? Do you need, if you're just starting out, do you need to be getting mentoring from someone who has a portfolio of hundreds of units worth multi-million pounds and is investing in huge commercial developments when you're looking for your first buy to let, for example? Now, I'm not saying that it wouldn't be really beneficial to tap into that uh, level of experience. And I do buy into the whole, your network is your net worth. At the same time, it may be that what you really need is to spend some time with someone who's just a few stages ahead of you and is where you want to be in two or three years time. Because don't feel that you're putting yourself under pressure to choose a mentor or a coach who is going to be your mentor and coach for life. Mentors change. Arguably, they should change every couple of years or so. Um, as your development needs change, as your aspirations change. So really, you're looking for someone who is where you want to be in three years time and is able to lay down a rope ladder, if you like, um, a proven path that can get you there and can and can show you the practical steps uh, to get to that point. So that's experience. The next thing is, I guess, teaching style and personalities. Teaching style might be difficult for you to get a, a grasp on, obviously, before you start working with them. But personality, you know, on, on things like social media, do, do you like the person? Are you? Do you feel like you could build a rapport with them? That's actually really important. It's one of the most important things. Are you going to gel? Are you going to build up a relationship with that, um, with that mentor or with that coach? Uh, do their value sets match yours? It would be a good idea as well to get an idea of the coach or mentor's availability because that is going to have a bearing on their responsiveness. So, again, if you get the sense that maybe this is a stack them high and sell them cheap exercise um, and really it's about sort of, you know, getting you signed up and across the line, but potentially that particular coach or mentor doesn't necessarily have the, the the time to dedicate to you. That's that's obviously going to impact on the level of support that you get and their responsiveness to your queries. And you can get some indication of that through your initial contact with them um, uh, as to whether they're coming back to you quickly, you know, whether they are coming across as interested in your circumstances and what you're looking to get out of the process, et cetera, um, or whether it's, uh, you know, that they're trying to rush you to sign on the dotted line as quickly as possible. Um, so that's worth a consideration. And, and equally, make sure you understand when you get into the process, like what sort of support do they offer? Like for me, that the mentors that I've worked with in the past and the, and the property communities that I'm part of, just as important as the actual one-to-one -one time or the content that I that I get access to is the support around that, the scaffolding, the ability to just have a sounding board, ask questions as and when things come up, um, have access to other investors who are in a similar position to myself. All of those things can contribute great value. So just make sure you understand the, the level of support that will be provided to you around any kind of structured sessions um obviously cost is going to be a factor um i can't speak for your but you do need to obviously consider your budget um and you need to think of it in terms of return on investment as opposed to a fixed cost that you are a fixed expense if you like that you're you're never going to see any return from 
So do you feel like you're going to get the return on investment from from that cost? Because at the end of the day, um, there's a there's a famous phrase um, that gets bounded around in property circles a lot. Don't count the cost of the shovel when you're digging for gold. So I think if all the other stuff stacks and you've got a good relationship with this person and you think you, you, you can work together, they've got the experience that you need within the strategy that you're looking to invest in. Then I think that the cost to a certain extent, obviously, it has to be practically viable is is kind of neither here nor there you know it's what it's going to yield for you it's how much it's going to accelerate your development uh it's how much further it's going to push you down the road and how much quicker you you're, you're going to get to that point so what where i'm really uh getting to i think with this is my, my two most important recommendations with regards knowing who to listen to and choosing who is the best person to support you on your journey. Um, the first one is speak to people. Okay. So any coach or mentor or training company or whatever it might be, anyone that's worth their salt in that field is going to be more than happy to put you in touch with other people that they've worked with. Um, and even if they don't, it shouldn't be difficult for you to um, reach out and, and find within some communities, find people that have worked with that coach or that mentor in the past and just try and get five minutes of their time just to get their experience of the support that they've had, what that has ultimately allowed them to do within their within their property business. And um, yeah, speak, speak to as many people as you can uh, to get some referrals. Um, with, with the only sort of proviso I would put on that is... Um, Sometimes people that have had or claim to have had negative experiences working with a mentor or a coach or a training company, um, it might be because they haven't actually taken the action that was suggested to them. And then they're making excuses for themselves and they're sort of throwing that back, uh, not wanting to sort of own it and take responsibility. And, you know, they will make the excuse that it was because of the lack of support or they were sent down the wrong direction, whatever it might be. So you just have to be slightly mindful of that. But I, I think speaking to people about the experiences they've had is invaluable. And as I said, any coach or mentor worth their salt is going to be more than happy to put you in touch with people they've worked uh, with in the past. But the most important thing that will kind of alleviate or help you to avoid the vast majority of any issues that you might get into. And I've kind of hinted at it a few times in terms of make sure that the uh, that the coach or the mentor has experience within the specific strategy, the specialism that you are looking to get involved in is to know yourself and to know what your goals are and what you want to get out of the process. I think if you are really clear on what you're looking to achieve and how you're looking to achieve it, now, obviously, a coach and a mentor is going to help you to refine that. But I think that you need to be really clear on what you're looking for in a coach and mentor and what goals you're looking to achieve over the next whatever period of time, two years, three years, five years. Um, the more you can be clear on that, it's a bit like when you're hiring someone, isn't it? Like there's no such thing as a bad hire, just bad onboarding essentially um so really look to yourself first and make sure that you really know what you want from the process um because that will help you avoid going down a rabbit hole that you can't get back out of 
Um, so be really clear on your strategy. Again, just because someone is very visible and very outspoken on social media about a particular way of doing things, just just consider a moment that, that their motives for doing that. It, it might be that they, for example, if someone is, um, uh, you know, if if someone is really pushing direct bookings and uh, how, you know, Airbnb and booking.com are the enemy. Um, and and we need to, we need to release ourselves from their clutches as soon as we possibly can uh, and get everything for direct. But just consider that might be because they have a direct booking uh, training course that they're looking to fill, for example. Um, so the way around that is to make sure that you're really clear on your goals and what you're looking to try and achieve um, so that you can be as like, I know, for example, when I'm coaching or mentoring people, I feel that I can add most value and I, I do a better job. If you like, when the person that I'm working with is very open about what they want from the process and about what their sort of what 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 their vision is and i can certainly help them clarify that and we can we can we can add value to that as we go along but i think the more that you can be really clear in your mind of how you want the whole process to work and what you want to get from it is ultimately going to help you decide who the best person is so all the criteria that i've talked about um their, their their sort of their financial standing their experience their teaching style and personality their availability and responsiveness the cost um what sort of support do they offer um is which of those is the most important one well none of them they're all important they're all factors and you've got to feel comfortable um, with with the blend of all of those things, because it might be that, you know, one mentor has, um, you know, a huge amount of experience, but has very little availability and, and, and time to dedicate to you, for example. Um, so it's, it's just getting the balance right between all those things to think that's the person that, that, that is the right person for me to be working with towards my goals right now, because as I said, that might well change in the future. So hopefully that's given you some food for thought um, and will help you in being able to sift through some of the noise in social media to understand who are the real people that uh, that are really out there doing it in, in an authentic way, in a significant way, who you can genuinely learn from. Because remember, they may they may not be the most visible all the time. Um, so you will have to do a little bit of digging and a little bit of research and keep your nose to the ground on that front because the person that shouts the loudest doesn't necessarily know the most. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that will, will help you in that process and will help you to choose a person that can or an organization or whatever it is that can support you in the best way to help you achieve your goals moving forwards. I hope you found that useful. Thanks a lot for listening and I will catch you again on the next episode.